What's going on, folks? This is the Leafs Convo podcast for Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough. VanguardNE.ca. It is April the 8th, 2019. We're just over 48 hours away from puck drop on the Leafs and Bruins round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mike Augello is traveling with the Maple Leafs. Well, not really. He's traveled today to see the Maple Leafs practice at MasterCard Center. Mr. Augello, welcome to the podcast. What do you have for us? Hey, Norm. Uh, well, it was an upbeat, uh, up-tempo practice uh, here at MasterCard Center. And uh, I think the you know, one thing I took from it was after being in the scrum with Mike Babcock is, I mean, I, I don't know if the Leafs are sort of embracing the underdog status, but because, uh, you know, I think most people are favoring the Bruins to win this series. But, you know, Babcock was really focusing on, you know, the matchups and how important they will be in this series, specifically up the, up the middle uh, with Tavares and Matthews as the one-two punch against Bergeron and Krejci. But he focused on Nazem Kadri, who's had a disappointing regular season, only scoring 16 goals, and his ability to create havoc with the Bruins and to provide some secondary offense and how important that will be uh, to the Leafs uh, beating the Bruins. I suggested Naz along with Zach Hyman and Jake Gardner would be three, I don't know if X factors, but key contributors in this series. If the Bruins are going to bring that pugnacity and the testosterone and the truculence, mm -hmm. the Leafs will have to match it in some way while they dazzle the rest of the way. And the guys they have who can perhaps go toe-to-toe -to -toe at times with the Bruins are the Zach Hyman's and the Nazem Kadri's. Mike, I, I think Kadri represents the team in a lot of ways. If he were to have an amazing series and the Leafs were to have an amazing series with him and beat the Boston Bruins, all of the disappointment from the past 82 games completely wiped away, Mike. They can reignite a lot of belief in themselves with a great series against Boston. See, I don't know how much it is, it's going to be in terms of the Leafs you know, namely Kadri and Hyman being instigators, not and not in the sense of starting fights, obviously, but in terms of, uh, you know, um, creating havoc. Whereas I think they're going to be more, try to be more irritants to get under the skin of the Bruins. Cause you know, Kadri, Kadri mm -hmm. has done that in the past. He, he's a focal point with the Bruins. They like to, to, to attack him because they think they can get him to do something stupid like he did last year. Um, but I, I don't perceive this team uh, being, you know, the instigator of any kind of physicality. I think their focus is basically to absorb what the Bruins are going to be dishing out to not take stupid penalties in response and maybe, maybe mm -hmm. get, a, get an advantage in terms of man, man, man advantages and score on the power play. This team is not built, unfortunately, based on what we've seen through the 82-game regular season. This team is not built to play a physical style. They, their, their style is to overcome the physicality being thrust upon them and seeing if they can win that way. So are you telling me that Boston is like the brutish Canadians of the 72 series and the Leafs are the skillful Soviets? Because I have a feeling that killing the Bruins with kindness in this series is not going to work, Mike. And I guess the question is, what will? This is the Leafs Convo podcast for Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough. Vanguard, any... Dot .ca the defensive pairings what did you see what are you expecting well i think 
Mike Babcock is sort of making sure he's got all his bases covered. The only pairing that was together throughout all the workouts and drills was Morgan Riley and Ron Hainsey. He played Gardner and Jake Muzzin uh, with both Nikita Zaitsev and Travis Dermott. So I think he's planning on, you know, probably will go with Gardner and Zaitsev, but I think if they go Gardner Dermott, it can limit the amount of minutes that Jake Gardner will be exposed. I, the only thing that concerns me is, Gardner Dermott defensively, I mean, you have two offensive minded guys. Now you might, mm-hmm. you know, you might get away with that on a third pairing where they're going to be matched up against third or fourth lines, but the Bruins third or fourth lines are fairly physical have a, are good mm-hmm. four checkers. And it, no matter who they play against that, if they put that pairing together, it will be tough um, because, you know, sometimes Gardner and sometimes Dermott, although less so with Dermott, they give away the puck and we, we don't know how, how high a percentage of Jake Gardner that we have right now, but he, I, he's clearly in my mind, not a hundred percent. And I think Babcock is going to be looking to limit the exposure of Jake Gardner against, uh, against the Bruins. Is there any circumstance by which you envision the Boston Bruins just falling flat and putting up a dud in this series? No, I don't. I mean, I, I think that the Leafs can win the series, but, you know, in talking to somebody about, about the series, you know, obviously if they have Freddie Anderson and Freddie Anderson stands on his head, they have a good chance of, of winning the series. If you get into an offensive, uh, you know, just a wide open offensive game like the Montreal-Toronto game on Saturday, the Leafs would have the advantage. But the Bruins don't play that way. So for, for the Leafs to win, they're going to have to play a more strapped down, effective defensive style not make a ton of mistakes and that's sort of playing against their normal mindset. But Babcock was, you know, quick to point out today, it says, you know, the 82 game regular season, that was all fun. And all these guys were flying around. Now it's time basically to get to work. You talk about the centers of attention, Matthews, Tavares and Kadri. If these guys all play well above average, the Leafs have a pretty good chance on Austin Matthews. Do you, I don't know if you spoke to him. I don't know if he was around. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I think his body language, I think his confidence level uh, represents the team. And if, if the team sees him in a good frame of mind, believing that this can get done, you have to believe that the other guys feel the same way. Well, I know that Mike Babcock talked to Matthews at the end of practice at, on the ice. And when asked about it, he wouldn't say what exactly um, he, they were talking about. But I, have, I would have to think it's sort of motivational because – you know, this is a chance for Austin Matthews to show what he's really made of. I mean, he played great in his first playoff against Washington. He did not play well last year. There are no excuses. Babcock said, you know, his skating is twice as good as it was last year. You know, there may have been some injury considerations last year. But I think, you know, and there's no way to know this until they step on the ice in game one on Thursday. I would think that ideally Babcock is going to want to match up Hyman, Tavares, and Martyr against the uh, – Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak line, and that would free up Matthews to play against David Krejci. And you know, David Krejci is a, an experienced veteran center, but he's not a big body. And Matthews should be able to, you know, physically dominate him. And if they can get that advantage, then you know, if you don't play Tavares against the Bergeron line, then maybe the the third line, which today was Marlowe, Kadri, and William Nylander, not. Nealander not playing with Matthews. It was, mm-hmm. it was Janssen and Kapanen playing with Matthews. Then that line as a checking line, as an irritation line, might be who they play yeah. against Bergeron. 
you know how it goes in the playoffs, Mike. The team with a lot of hype and a lot of expectation, not often, but at times, does fall flat and disappoints. The team that is not expected to do well or has a lot of negativity surrounding it all of a sudden finds its game. I hope the Leafs will be that team to reimagine what it can be. And you mentioned, Mike, advantages. In game one, if the Leafs get that first power play and bury it and win that first period and get into the third period with the lead and feel confidence and actually take that first game, boy, that would go a long way to really setting a tone that the Leafs haven't been able to set against Boston uh, to this point in the postseason. Yeah. Last word to you, Mike. Any last thing? Yeah, I mean, there, there definitely will be a focus on the first two games in Boston. I, I believe, you know, and obviously different teams, different years. But in 2013, they lost the first two in Boston. And last year, they lost the first two in Boston. Um, the, the Leafs have to get off to a better start against the Bruins on their home ice. And the only game that they won in Boston last year was a game where Freddie Anderson was incredible. So, I mean, they're going to need that. That's that's. That's good. That goes without saying, but they're going to need to be able to step yeah. up on the road to be able to win this series. I'll tell you right now, the pressure is equally divided between Boston and Toronto. Everyone's expecting Boston to win. You know the standards in Boston. What a great sports town. And in Toronto, even though we feel like they are the underdogs, we're still expecting them to win, Mike. And I know Mike Babcock feels the same way. We would like to thank Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough, title sponsor of the Leafs Convo, demonstrating passion for the industry and a superior level of excellence in selling, leasing, and marketing your property. Vanguard Northeast Realty.